you are now about to experience the Revive Effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At Revive, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. And each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life. You'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk, and mind. Break free from quick fix culture because it's time you learn to love your body and start to feel like the real you again. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Matt Celestio here, where I'm very excited to introduce this topic of how to overcome your negative body image and self-talk, because I think this is something that both men and women go through. It's a conversation everyone wants to have, but nobody really knows how to go about that. And with my special guest today, we're going to dive into the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about everything that you can expect, so that way you can come out and be confident in your body. Take action knowing you're self-assured and you're not, you know, succumbing to that negative self-talk that maybe keeps you pinned down for so long. Now, in this episode today, my awesome, awesome guest, this is his fourth time on the show. He's my boy, my close, one of my closest friends, Muhib Mansuri. Now, what you need to know about Muhib, he has been in marketing for six plus years and he's partnered with multiple world-class startups. If anyone knows how to take action and take it confidently with the big dogs, it's my boy, Muhib. So I'm really grateful and happy to have him on the show so we can get some insight and hear some of his tactics around this. What else Muhib does? He is a two-time founder, his first company, Mavenetic, which helps tech startups boost revenue through powerful email marketing. He's a whiz. His team's a whiz as well. And his second one, coming out very soon, he's launching his own software as a service, Swift Approve. He helps brands and marketing agencies save countless hours by automating content feedback and approvals. So I invite you to connect with him after the show if that sounds like something you'd be interested in or your company's interested in because his stuff is top tier and I know I'm not biased because I'm his friend. His stuff really rocks the house. Now anyways, that's a little bit about Muhib. Now this episode is really special as all our episodes are obviously. Uh, Because Mohib and I, we've been traveling, we've been working, and we've really been out of our routines that we've been so accustomed to. We haven't been in the gym, we haven't been eating well, we haven't been sleeping well. Pretty much everything society tells you to do to be successful, Mohib and I have not been doing. And as a result of that, we got together and we said, hey, we should do an episode on some of the self-talk that we've been going through and all the negative body image that we've really just kind of adopted over this last little bit. Because we have lost a lot of weight, we have lost some muscle mass. And I think that with our day and age, this body image and the self-talk, because it's so constant, this episode is going to hit home for so many people. We're going to dive in today to things like toxic masculinity for our boys out there. We're going to be talking about body image and how to go about that uh, with self-talk as well. We're going to look at how to start getting back on track when you've been off for a while or you just feel like you're not in your mojo, you're not in your energy. How can you go about taking inspired action to get right back to it? And get back on your goals. We talk about how there's big misconceptions around this concept of consistency and how you don't need to be consistent every day to be quote unquote consistent. And we go about, uh, we talk about how to go about that as well. And then we talk about how different environments and different energies really influence you along your journey and how that can influence your body image and your self talk. And again, we give you action packed tactics to start putting these into practice 
today, today. Now, if you are someone also who struggles with mental health or whether that's weight or nutrition, maybe you have some confidence issues or you really struggle with this concept of self-talk, I got some really good news for you because there's some exciting stuff happening here at Revive happening in January and I want to give you a sneak peek or a little sneak preview on this podcast. We are building one of the largest holistic wellness and lifestyle transformation platforms you have ever seen. Essentially, I'm bringing together all my incredible contacts from the health and well-being space from psychotherapists to gut specialists to mindset coaches to behavior and habit coaches and we are building tons and tons of programs that walk you step by step through mental health, nutrition, fitness, sleep, and mindset to help you start feeling like you again. It's going to be a subscription fee. Obviously, it's super affordable for all my friends out there. Yes, you're my friend if you're here listening right now. And we're really excited to get that going because rather than selling one program at a time, with your subscription, you get access to everything that our people have created. From you know self-talk to gut health to mindset mastery, when you join Revive, you get access to all of these programs, unlimited, take it as you wish. And what's really cool about our programs, everybody's super busy. I know that. I'm super busy. You're super busy. We've designed every program to be done within six weeks from start to finish, one video per week. And yes, it's all video-based, FYI. So we've made sure that our course creators only pack their programs with the most powerful and insightful information so you can take action properly. There's no fluff. There's no BS. Anyways, I digress. Keep tuned for January uh, 6th. That's when we're launching it. And and if you're really interested, I want you to click that link in the show notes below that says, what are we going to, what's the caption? Hold on. Let me pull it up for you right here. Join Revive and Master Your Anxiety, Sleep, Nutrition, Self-Talk, and more. Click that link in the show notes wherever you're listening to this too. Take a look at all the programs we're about to have and launch. And you can get on the wait list for first time ever pricing that we will never have again. So check it out. I appreciate you very, very much. And I really know that you are going to get a lot out of that program and out of our programs. So without further ado, that's my little, um, little self-promo because I'm really excited about this. Not only for Revive, but for you as well, because I think this is going to be very value-based and service-oriented for you. But without further ado, let's jump into it today. We're at episode 39 of the Revive Effect podcast with Muhib Mansuri. How to overcome your negative self-talk and body image. Let's jump into it, folks. Yay, the Revive Effect podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Matt Celestio. And you guessed it, we got another amazing guest, as always. There's never never a dull moment on this show. And he's been on the show, I think it's your fourth time, right, Mohib? Bro, I'm not even sure, but I love it. Thank you. Ah, man, no, thank you for being here. At this point, honestly, you should just be co-host because you're the, you're the guest I've had on here the most times. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is so humble. Soon. But today, we have been coming back from a lot of traveling, and we had the inspiration for this episode because we've been going through the ringer because we've been out of our routine, we've been out of our schedule, we've been out of our grind that we're normally used to. And with that, because we haven't been eating well, sleeping well, our schedule is all over the map, we dove into this complex of maybe negative body image, negative self-talk, and we said, let's do an episode on this. And actually, Muhib 
was the one that reached out to me to want to do this episode. So if I can ask you before we jump in, what made you want to do an episode on this? Bro, it was because we were playing catch up, right? On the day to day, we were literally going through it. And so I was like, dude, I got to send Matt a text. And I sent you the exact talking points that we're going to talk about. I'm not going to spill the beans right now, but you guys will hear it soon. Um, and I was just like, we can, we can talk about this. Yeah, well, everybody struggles with it, right? So it's a conversation that everyone wants to be a part of. And nobody really talks about it, especially from the male's perspective, right? That's a difference, right? Where like a lot of the topics that we have on board right now are things that you'll hear very opposite opinions on online. Mm, yeah, I, I like it. And uh, just let's just jump right into it then because... Uh, why wait for the meat and potatoes? You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. So the episode title for this week is how to overcome your negative body image and self-talk. And there's a lot of good talking points. So let's just jump right into it. And well, let me catch you up to speed on what we've been doing and why Mohib and I have been dealing with a negative body image or maybe even some self-talk. And we have healthy coping mechanisms around that. So we're going to share those with you as well today. So Mohib, I'm going to give you the spotlight. Yo, tell people where we've been at, what we've been doing it's like super quick so they get an idea as to why we're so off track. Yeah, 100%. We've been living a really, really busy life. And I don't mean to sound obnoxious. I mean, we've been on the go. We've had events. We had to go to Fashion Week. Right after Fashion Week, we had a conference in LA. We've been out and about and out of our home base for quite a while. And what that brings is um, a completely different routine, right? Like you're not in your home routine anymore. Your work timings are all changed up. You're trying to work early in the morning, late at night, trying to you know do stuff during the day. Like there's there's so many moving parts now. Everything is flipped upside down. You're trying to play catch up. You got calls coming in. You got so many different things going on. And then you come back and you're like, shoot, what do we do now? How do we get you know back to work? How do we get back into the rhythm? All these things that are happening all at the same time. Yeah. Definitely. And actually, I'll add to this because I read a book a while back, How to Calm Your Mind, and it was by Chris Bailey. And he talked about this achievement mindset. And as someone who's type A, entrepreneurial driven or whatever it is, if you just even have a desire to do something great, the achievement mindset sets in as we always need to be working. We always need to be grinding. We always need to be doing something productive. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I was on vacation or not on vacation, when we were traveling, I was away from working on goals, getting into the gym, eating healthy. So that entire achievement mindset was just eating me alive. And I felt so out of sorts. I felt so guilty. You know what I'm saying? Did you have that too? Or what? 100%, dude. You know, the first couple of days, it's great. It's like, yo, yes. we're over here. Yo, we're in a new city. There's so much exciting stuff to do. So many exciting people to talk to, events, all that great stuff, right? But then it hits you and you're like, I got work. I got goals to achieve. I got things to do. I got places to be. And then it kicks in. Okay, so how do you navigate that or even just kind of go through that? So you're not mentally spiraling. You're not saying or you're beating yourself up. Like, what are you doing internally, externally to just get around that? I mean, number one is just to understand, right? When you do beat yourself up, it's kind of inevitable. Like, shit's going to happen. You're going to say some things to yourself even if you don't want to. It's, it's nearly impossible. Like, you can think of, like, your gurus, your mentors, these people that you look up to. I'm sure they've had negative thoughts, negative self-talk, something like that. But it's really the way you react to that, you know? When I get it, for example, when, when we're on our trip, I got, you know, email flows to finish up. You know, I'm like, I got I got to get this stuff done. When am I going to get it done? I'm not working enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough enough. You know, mm. that happens. And then I tell myself, no, 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 we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do this at that time. I'm going to schedule this over here. I'm going to plan this like that. It's the action that matters. So, you know, the reaction will happen. You're going to feel stuff. But how do you deal with it? And that's the real answer. You just have to deal with it. You have to step up. You have to show up. You have to take the pressure and let it, if it hits you, it hits you, and then you keep going. 
Yeah. Right? If you fall down seven times, you got to get up eight. That's it. The name of the game. Sometimes it's as simple as that, right? That's it, bro. You know what? One thing that I like that you said is that nice assertiveness and that the dominance in what you need to do. But aside from that, I want people, when you're, wherever you're traveling, whether you're off routine or whether you just feel like you're not working enough on what you need to do, things ebb and they flow. There's going to be times where you're hustling, you're grinding, and then there's going to be some times where you need to just take a step back. Life gets busy. Maybe you're a little tired. Take that recovery period. Take that period where you can just kind of reground, recenter, and align. So that way when you step back into the part where you're grinding and you're hustling, you come back with a new energy. You come back with a more clear energy. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I agree with you because, and this is something we talked about on an earlier podcast where, you know, you can attack something all you want. You can punch that punching bag a hundred times, but sometimes you just got to step back reset and go again and then you can knock out your opponent and really that that period is where you know you're not working you're not directly thinking about your work but the subconscious is putting the work in you're navigating some of the things that you cannot see so that when you go back to the work you're killing it Mm, well said buddy well said but now let me let me pick up something a little more aside from all this whether it ebbs and it flows let's say we're in that part where it's flowing right we're working we're meeting people we're doing lots of great things we're working towards our goals I feel very frazzled sometimes. There's a gajillion things on the move and my mind feels scattered. Sometimes people will tell me their name and immediately just right out their head. I just have so much in my head going on. So what are you doing to just kind of pull all that in so that way you're able to operate that frazzledness, if I, for lack of a better term? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think what happens is we just get clouded. We have so many things going on in our lives, right? Like think about personal life, work life, business, like you, you tie in everything. Some people have kids, some people don't, some people got like, you just have so many things going on. Really, it's about focus, man. Like you can't move the needle if you're working on a hundred different things at the same time. That's facts. You can like try to, it's not going to happen. Think about sports, right? You're in a position because you're supposed to play only that position. If you tried to play every position, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to get any points or any goals. So in the same way in your life, you need to simplify it. You need to focus, bring it down to, okay, what, what, are, what are my groups? Groups of tasks, groups of work, groups of focus that I need to do, right? Now you break this down and you take it like that. Day-by-day day approach. Maybe you have blocks in your calendar. Maybe, you know, every day is a different theme where you're working on something different. You take that approach and things become a lot easier and smoother. So simple. So yeah. simple. Actually, one thing that I do, and I'll add to that, when I'm feeling anxious, frazzled, and I have a gajillion things, everything's jumbled up in my head. It's the stupidest solution, but it works so well. Yeah. I get a piece of paper and I write down everything and I just throw it up onto the page. I need to do this, 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 and this. And now everything's out of my head. It's clear, it's clouded, and now I'm able to look at this page and say, what do I need to tackle next? And then I'll reorder it, prioritize it, like you said, whether it's groups, whether it's individual, but doing that and allows you to see something on the page where you're just Right back into the flow. Okay, I know exactly what to do. Here's how I'm going to do it. And you have a nice game plan. I love that, bro. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we've talked about getting frazzled. Although life has been all over the map, different routines. One thing that you and I, <laughs> we, we joke about all the time is eating healthy when you're on the move or when you're out of your, I guess, routine, your sorts, whatever it is, from whether it's eating canola oil to eating filet fish at two in the morning because we got to do it, which is awesome. That was a good story. When you're not in your home base, you can't make your own food, you need to work on ways to eat healthier. So for me personally, one thing that I like to do, and I, sometimes it's not the best thing to do as well, if I can't eat anything that's healthy or it's gonna screw up my gut, sometimes I will skip the meal. Your body just needs a little bit of time to say, you know what, we can digest what we had for lunch, let's take a break and then reset in the morning. 
I would rather skip a meal than eat something unhealthy just to eat dinner. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I disagree with that. You saw, <laughs> you saw us on the trip, bro. I'm like, I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm downing food. And this guy's like, yo, I'm just going to, I'm not going to eat. I'm like, we're at a restaurant. Just order something and eat. He's like, no, I'll just, I'll skip the meal. I'm like, buddy, you got to eat. But you know, I think of course there's a difference in opinion over here, right? For me, it's more like, dude, I got to eat. I'm hungry. And personally, like there's really bad food. There's bad food. There's okay food. There's great food, right? It depends on where it falls on the scale. If it's like complete trash, yeah, I'm not going to eat it. Mm. Uh, but it's not that I'll skip a meal. I'll find an alternative. I think it's really important to eat. For me personally, I'm going to feel tired if I don't eat. If I skip a meal, I feel like garbage, right? Again, if I eat really, really bad food, I'll feel like garbage too. So that's why it's important to find the alternative. I mean, if you're in North America, there's a lot of options, right? There's vegan options, gluten-free options. There's healthier options with like fruit bowls, smoothies. You can get so much, but it's really just about putting the effort in to find that spot, right? So you can skip it or you can just put a little bit of effort in. Find something that, you know, you can't eat. It's going to make you feel great. And then go for it. Why not? Right? Why, why skip a meal? You know what? I, actually, why skip a meal is a great question. <laughs> when you skip a meal, you build such mental resilience because now you know you can go without food. It's the same way that when we, uh, we did the fasting for Ian. Well, I just did it for one day. It was 24 hours, no food, no water. Or it wasn't 24 hours. It was a day. Yeah. But still, the next day, I remember showing up. I'm like, yo, I just went a whole day without food. I'm fine. I went a whole day without water. What else can I do next? So... Rather than being comfortable and eating food all the time, why don't you, you're already out of your environment, uncomfortable in different kinds of sorts. Get a little more uncomfortable. Skip a meal and see how your body feels. See if your body will adapt to it and get accustomed to that different level. And you build that mental resilience. And you do that for, how long, how long is uh, Ramadan? How long you do it for? About 30 days. So you fast for a month from before sunrise to sunset yeah. every single day. No water, no food. Bang. Now, when you come out of that, do you not have a different mentality? Because you're so uncomfortable for so long, but your body made it through anyways. 100%. Because, bro, you're training yourself to go without a necessity of life. Mm -hmm. You're not eating. You're not drinking. And you just prove to yourself you can't do that. Like, you can go without it for, what, 16 hours? Some people fast for 17, 18 hours, depending on where you're at in the world. Some people very less. But still, you went without it. If you could do that, you could do anything, man. See, that's why I like you skip a meal on vacation. If you absolutely cannot find something good, that's what I would recommend. But again, you can look for the alternatives as well. Or just down a filet of fish at 2 a.m. Oh, what's this guy saying, man? <laughs> ah. So even when, you, let's say, you had McDonald's at one time, did you feel guilty? Like, did you have any sort of internal dialogue where you're going, yo, why did you eat that? That's not good for you. You're not supposed to eat that way. Like, did you have any like that? No. <laughs> no. Like, bro, listen, <laughs> I was hungry. I barely ate that day. I needed food. We had a long night ahead of us. I just, I needed to eat. It, like, I needed something in my body, right? Whether it's, I needed some carbs, I needed some protein, and I got it. Like, it's as simple as that. I think it's, it's the way you program your mind as well. If you continue to tell yourself, I'm not eating healthy, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not, 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 you're going to tell yourself these guilty feeling things, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, this, oh, that. It's just programming of the mind. Right? You can program yourself to think something unhealthy is healthy and you won't probably won't feel like garbage after that. You can just sigh off yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think it just comes down to mindset, the way you perceive things. I didn't feel like garbage. I, like, I didn't feel that bad. I didn't say I felt guilty. Nothing. I just, I needed food. I got food. I'm happy. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's hey, it. you know what, man? All right, I respect Simple that. Simple as that. Yeah. I think we got to tone down and sometimes simplify a lot of the things. I think we got so caught up in growth and healthiness and, and all these things. But it's like, dude, just take a step back grateful that I have food that I have the opportunity to have food I'm hungry as heck and I have the ability to purchase this food that's it I'm gonna get that tattooed on my chest that's fantastic <laughs> bro that oh, yeah. it really is yo 
But even on this topic of when you eat something and you feel guilty for it, you have that negative self-talk. This goes back to our topic of it ebbs and it flows. Everything ebbs and it flows. There's going to be periods where you're eating healthy and you're on your, you're on your grind and you yeah. feel great. But then when you leave your environment, you know what? Hey, you're on vacation. You're traveling. Enjoy. Enjoy a little bit. And then when you get back to your routine, hop right back into it like you didn't skip a beat. And then being okay with the fact that you're eating maybe some fast food. Maybe you're eating way too many carbs or whatever it is. But yeah. just enjoy that time. And that's something I struggle with. If I make like pancakes with chocolate chips for breakfast, I go, oh my God, I'm so unhealthy. But at the end of the day, I know I'm working out. I know I'm moving. My body needs the calories. It needs that nutrient. So understanding to enjoy yourself and get back to the routine when you can. Yeah, I'm going to throw something in here. And I think it's the battle of the mind, right? You're constantly battling healthy versus unhealthy, good versus bad. You're constantly thinking. You just need to slow it down, right? You need to take a step back. Just goes back to my point earlier. But this is something we've talked about so many times, and it's about having the right imbalance, right? Sometimes things are going to be working really, really well for you. You're going to have like, you know, and not everything's always going to be balanced or right in the middle. Things are going to be imbalanced. You're going to be doing really, really well. Sometimes then you go on vacation, everything falls apart. That's okay. You're on vacation. Routines are going to change. Expect these things to happen. And that's part of the imbalance that you should expect. The right imbalance. How many times? I think we said that on every episode, eh? Bro, we'll say it every episode after this as well. (laughs) Awesome, man. So on that topic of eating, now... One thing that comes along with eating is this bulk or getting jacked. And that's something that we always focus on, uh, especially because we're in the gym all the time. But while we were gone and we were looking at pictures from when we were in Toronto, which is where we live, and we have a picture together, and then we have pictures in LA and then New York. And you can visibly see that we look much skinnier. And we both were a little frustrated. We go, oh, all that work. And now we're just skin and bone. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we knew where our bodies were before. And that's what's frustrating. So men always have this kind of quiet conversation around body image, around masculinity, and around just looking jacked. The conversation's always on women. So now on this topic of body image for men especially, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Bro, we're skinny. We got to get to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, it's as simple as this. Like, yo, our routines are completely thrown off. We're not eating like we used to. We're not getting the protein, the macros, whatever, like we used to. We're going to lose weight. We're going to lose muscle. But at the end of the day... You know, you're going to look at that picture and you're going to be like, man, I look like shit compared to what I was because you're comparing. It's the comparison mindset. Anybody looking on Instagram, they might be looking at models and then like a girl compares herself to the model and she's like, oh, well, I don't look like that. Okay, there's that. But then there's us where we used to be jacked. This is a real life experience, not something we saw online. We were that. We were at the top. Now we're here. So when it comes to me, it's just like, we got to put the work in. We got to get back into the rhythm. We got to get our momentum back. We got to eat. We got to get back in the gym and put the work in. It's as simple as that. It's facing the challenge. It's facing the struggle. It's literally not beating yourself up over it, but taking that, flipping it on its side and throwing those jabs because you got to attack. You got to go in the gym. You got to put the work in. That's it. I find a lot of your answers today are very centered around action. Like just take the action. And it's totally, it's fantastic because a lot of people don't take action, but that can be a total differentiator for you if you just want to start anything, whether that's eating well, whether it's getting in the gym, like you said. But now on the topic of body image and especially men or even women, it goes both ways. I made a post on Instagram a couple of days ago from when you took a picture of, me at, picture of me at Huntington Beach. And I hated the picture. I looked skinny. I didn't have any of the gains that I usually have. But it gave me a good insight that I wanted to share with people. And in the caption, so many people reached out to me. They go, this is exactly what I need to hear. This is amazing. And I said, we always get hung up on everything our body is not. Everything our body is not doing. But then when we do that, we neglect everything that our body is doing. Our body allows us to walk independently. 
Our body allows us to move and explore the world. Our body allows us to see the sights. Our body does so much for us that we don't even, we don't even uh, listen to. We don't even pay attention to. And when you're navigating that body image or that self-talk, remember those things that your body is doing. And that way it'll outweigh the things that you believe it's not doing. 100%. And I think it goes back to a point we touched on earlier. We said Alhamdulillah, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, we're thankful for what we have. And that's what you did. You switched the mindset, right? Into a lack to abundance. Where like, I have a body, an able body. I can walk, I can run, I can do this, I could do that. You're grateful for that. And the gratitude changed the direction of everything. From scarcity to abundance mindset, straight up. Straight up, that's what happened. Straight right? up, yeah. And all it took was you stating it and all those people resonated with it. So... If you're stuck in the loop, technically, you got to look at what you're grateful for, go from there, and then take action, right? You can't sit back. You have, to, you have to do some work, even if it's mental work. You have to change that perspective. They work in tandem, yeah. Exactly. They work in tandem. And you know what? Actually, one thing I will add to that is um, when you're in that gratitude perspective, as simple as it is, you're now training your mind to look for only the positives. So now, before you were always thinking, oh, my body's not this, my body's not that, I can't do this, I can't do that. When you're in that gratitude perspective, you now take your mind that was operating here and move it over here and say, oh my gosh, look, my body can do this, 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 and this. And now you're going to ask different questions. How can I use this to get that? How can I show up today to be stronger, to be more fit, to be more energized, blah, blah, blah. And just shifting the mindset is so simple. And I do it every morning, to be honest. And it works wonders for me because now you're setting your day in a place where you're looking for gratitude, you're looking for abundance rather than everything I can't do. Yeah, 100%, dude. And this, this reminds me of when we were at budget car rentals Yo. in LA. Dude, we scheduled a car for pickup. We go there to pick it up. We wait in line like 20 minutes, take in. This is the only kiosk that has a massive line. Everything else is empty. We get to the counter. The guy's like, we don't even have your car. Then all, we had all these credit card issues. I'm like, that's fine. Put it on me, right? Like We have another card. Put it over here. We put the card on that. Then this guy slides us the bill, expects me to sign it when the bill has more than tripled. Remember? Mm-hmm. We're like, oh my God. And we're fighting it. It's been three hours. We need a car. We need a car. We need a car. What are we going to do? And I told Matt, I'm like, you know what? It's probably just not meant to happen. But the, the lesson here is that sometimes you're not supposed to fight the resistance. Sometimes you have to let go. Sometimes you have to step back. You take that time. And you know what happened? The next day, we found a car for less than what? A fifth of the price? Mm-hmm. A fifth of the price. Secured it. Everything went smooth. Everything worked out really well. But you know what? The thinking behind that was... When I was right over there, I'm like, you know what? Maybe if we got a car today, we would have gotten in a wreck. Maybe we would have, you know, crashed. Maybe something would have happened. Who knows? But at the end of the day, the world is always in your favor. And if you believe in that, that inevitable confidence in the world, in God, that the world is always going to do the best for you, everything changes. The whole way you live your life changes. The way things happen to you change. Everything. And that's, I think, one of the keys to being successful, to being happy, to being grateful with every single day that's coming. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You just gave me a nice little uh, little reminder there. Because the budget car rental, when shit wasn't going our way, we hate <laughs> we hated our lives at that car rental place. So and you, you even had to go to the conference. We were like an hour and a half late, so that was another stressful thing. But anyways, when you're so focused on the resistance and things not happening your way, or you're very anxious about the state that you're in and you don't like it, the same way that you don't like your body or the way that you look. Imagine if you were able to overcome that and now you're in a place where you are fit, you are, you are more healthy. You are now so much more mentally resilient because you had to go through those trials and tribulations. You now know you can do it every single time. Whether you gain a little, a little more pounds 
whatever during Christmas, guess what? You can lose them again because you've already done it. See, I think this is the thing, the mental resilience, the pressure. And I think we're going to be talking about this as a man. We have, you know, there's toxic masculinity and so many other things. But when you go through it, you grow through it, right? And there's no other way to do it. And once you've proven to yourself that you can do it, you can continue to take on more levels of pressure, more levels of stress, more problems, deeper problems, bigger problems, punches in the face. You can take it. Mm. But when you haven't taken shit, that first hit takes you out so hard. You're stone cold, right? Mm -hmm. You're gone. Mm -hmm. But once you've taken hits, you've built up the resilience. And again, you keep growing, growing, growing. And that's, that's one thing that I've learned in my stress, stress management course. There was one quote that hit me so hard. They go, the best things in life come from going through stress. Whether that's planning a wedding, whether that's going through a date that was stressful, whether that's going to the gym that you just hated so much, but now your body feels great and you feel amazing. The best things in life come through stress. So adapt yourself to different levels of good stress. Don't, again, don't burn out. Don't do things that are going to make you feel deteriorated and drained. Push yourself a little uncomfortably so that way you can overcome and keep growing. Yeah, I'm going to add to that. Even if you feel deteriorated and drained, bro, like you went through it. Now, the next time you do it, you're not going to feel as deteriorated. You're not going to feel as drained. You're going to be more confident. Yeah, I'm going to pull through because you've done it already. Think about talking in public. So many people suffer from stuttering, you know, um, from anxiety, from whatever, standing in in front of a thousand people, a hundred people, even 50 people, but they do it one time. Okay. They stutter a couple times. They don't feel that great, but they did it. They do it another time, stutter less. Third time, even less. Fourth time, I don't know. By the 10th time, they don't even stutter at all. They're completely confident. So it's just about putting your reps in. You put your reps in and you go, you attack. Simple. Bang. Bang, Dude. bang, bang. <laughs> you know what? That actually reminds me of, uh, I took a master class with Cody. Yo, shout out to Cody. I'm going to show you out right now. One of the things that he did about confidence, he said, you have to do this thing called desensitization. And for him, he was dealing with social anxiety. He goes, I would slowly put myself in scenarios where I would escalate my level of sociability. First, I would just go sit in a cafe, say hi to people. Second, I would go to you know a social gathering, a study group. Then I would go to a party. Then I would go to a networking event. And over time, as you get through those different levels of social anxiety, now you're at the point where you talk. He's this great speaker. Yeah. But he's desensitized himself to whatever it is. So that's applicable to any area in life, whether that's fitness, whether that's comfortability with social skills, whether it's anything. Bring that forth all the time. Desensitization. I love it, bro. Awesome. Now let's dive into toxic masculinity because that's next. And you already mentioned that. That is something so prevalent in our day and age. You and I both were always sending toxic masculinity content back and forth from wherever it is. So some people resonate with it. Some people really don't. And I'll speak to this personally first. Playing hockey growing up a lot of times, you either had coaches that were very strict and would yell at you if you made a mistake, or you had coaches that were very gentle and guided you and taught you properly, or I don't want to say properly, but very differently. I'm not one to respond very good to yelling and screaming because then I'm fearful of making a mistake. I'm fearful of trying anything new out of fear of judgment and getting yelled. But rather, if you were to just, now use this with self-talk now, would you want a mean coach talking to you to, when you're doing whatever you're doing? Or would you like somebody to actually guide you through in a way where you don't feel scared to make a change, where you don't feel you know, fearful of doing anything that's different? So for me, I like to talk to myself as, you know what, man, you screwed up, you screwed up. Don't sweat it. Next time, you know what you did wrong. Don't do it again. And then from there, you're able to adjust without the toxic masculinity or without that toxicity and the self-talk is much better. Now, I know you have a very different perspective on what I just said, so I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'd pick the person in the middle. I'd pick the coach in the middle. I think you need pressure. I think you need stress. I think you need somebody to yell at you when you need to be yelled at. I think that's very important. I think as men today, we've all become too soft. I think that everything's given to us. Everything's really easy. But when it comes to hard work, we want to sit back. 
we don't want to step up. A lot of us don't. And it takes a whole mental shift to kind of get into that. I personally myself struggled a lot with taking action, with doing stuff. But then you have people around you that exert pressure upon you that tell you like, hey, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, fix up, right? If I'm not working out and you're my, you know, you're my accountability partner, you're like, dude, get your ass in the gym. It's as simple as that, but it's pressure. Sometimes you need somebody to yell at you and tell you what to do because we've been spoon-fed. We've been babied. We're too comfortable. This goes back to being a little bit uncomfortable. This goes back to having new levels of stress. You have to put yourself in it. You have to, you have to go through it to grow through it. As a man, you have to step up. There's certain things that are going to happen in life, and it's not going to be easy. Right? This message could be relayed. There's so many other people that talk about things like this, but personally, from my own experience, you have to just go through struggle to get out. The people that persevere through the drought are the ones that deserve the success and that's why success is only given to those that go through it. Simple. Damn, man. I'm just soaking that in right now. Shit. Okay, now, let me ask you a follow-up on that. If you need someone to yell at you, like you said, again, everybody does need a little fire under their ass. I agree with that. But let's say someone says it in a way that's very toxic and harsh versus someone who just says it like, yo, get your shit in line. There's, it's a very different conversation to have. So if somebody's yelling at you to get your shit in line, does that person now start taking action out of a place of scarcity and fear rather than if someone says, yo, man, I just noticed, you know, you haven't been looking too great. I think you should get your shit together. Where can I help? Rather than they're taking it more from a place of, okay, I can do this. I got some support and I feel much better. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it comes down to the person, man. Some people are not going to be able to take that, you know, hard, hard criticism, that feedback. Mm. And some people will be able to, right? But at the end of the day, both get the person taking action. Whether the person doesn't resonate with it or resonates with it. Mm. Whether it comes from a fearful place of like, you know, lack, like, oh, I'm not enough. I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. Or it's like, oh, okay, this is very soft. I got to work. The person that's yelling at you like crazy is going to make you work hard. Because you're scared, because you're, you're you're afraid. You know what I mean. A person that's really gentle is not going to make you work as hard. You're going to work, but not that not that hard. Mm, so you right? need that middle person. Is what you're you saying. need a middle person, right? I think it's important to understand that, dude. You know, like you have emotions, you have things going on in your mind, you have pressure, and of course, you can fall into a negative loop. When you fall into that, it, it's really hard to get out of it, right? So you need somebody that can maintain both of those. You need a coach. You need somebody that's going to lead you, mm. a leader, somebody, a mentor that's going to take you on. But you need that person to be able to be assertive. That person to slap you in the face when it's time to slap you in the face. <laughs> and it, I don't mean it physically and literally. I mean, like, somebody needs to yell at you when it's time to be yelled at. Right? If you've been slacking off on something for a really long time and you said you're going to do it, you said it's important for you, you said you're purposeful, it's, it's really important, and you're just not following through. Like, sometimes you need a slap in the face. Sometimes you need somebody to tell you, listen, like, you're not on track. You're not doing what you're supposed to. Nothing is lining up with what you said you're going to do. And are you going to follow through? Are you going to fold? Mm. Two things. That's it. I also think that, again, accountability is great for someone if, to light a fire under your ass. But you also need to hold yourself accountable because no, nobody's going to be beside you holding your hand all the time. For you and I, like, again, how, long, or how often are our days filled with people to help us out with our work? Usually this much. Nothing, yeah. So you need to understand how you're going to navigate situations where you want to give up or you want to quit or you want to just be a little laid back. Yes, take that break, but there's sometimes where I'm chilling and I go, you know what? Do I really want to watch TV or would I rather do something creative and inspirational? And I will have a conversation with my head and be like, this is how my night's going to go if I do that. And here's how I'm going to wake up feeling a little drained, a little kind of deflated versus, you know what, Matt, go ahead, create a podcast, create a good outline and that way hit the ground running again tomorrow. So having your own accountability for your own self can move mountains for you. And again, you don't have to buy into the toxic masculinity or the gentleness of whatever coach isn't going to get you there. You can have your own conversation. You are your own coach. And do that when you don't have the chance to have an accountability partner. 
Yeah, and I'm going to tap into this. I think what we need to do is figure out how we can hold ourselves accountable. You need to learn how you work. If it's pressure, if it's social pressure, if it's um, you know somebody having to tell you something. Again, you can't have somebody always there for you, right? But if you're going to commit to something, let's say you're going to say you're going to you're going to do something. You're going to have a program launching on X date and you really want to force yourself to launch it on that date. Why don't you post it on your socials? Right? There's certain things that you can leverage to make yourself work. And sometimes you just have to step back, think about, okay, how can I how can I put pressure on myself? How can I put that right type of stress on me? You figure that out and you put it on yourself and then you'll show up. You have to follow through. All these people are waiting for you or whatever you choose. Bro, that's a fantastic point. And it reminds me of the first book I ever read on business and psychology. And it's called uh, Influence by Robert Cialdini. And for anyone struggling with accountability, from what you just said, this psychological principle is called commitment and consistency. So the same way that you said, post on your story, tell a friend what you're doing. You have to do it now. I'll give you an example for me. I've told a million people, I'm throwing a launch party in January for my company and we're launching this big product. Guess what I have to do? There's no way I'm missing that launch date now. I have made it clear that this is what I am doing and I'm going to take actions in alignment because I've made that promise to other people, I've made it to myself, and I've made it to the universe. So now I must meet those demands because I'm going to be consistent with my commitment. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to add another thing. I know we're kind of getting on this, but think about working a job. If you work a 9 to 5, you work an office job, heck, you work anywhere. You have deadlines to meet, you have a manager, they're looking up you know, your ass like, dude, is this guy finishing his work? Is this guy doing it or not? You have somebody watching over you, especially when you're at work. When you work from home, when you work on your own business, it's harder to have that. At least when you work from home, you still have a manager or somebody looking over you or just asking you, hey, where's this? Where's that? You have deadlines to meet. When you work for yourself, that whole component is lost. So you need to do things like this, right? You need to figure out how you can add that pressure. You tell the whole world, my launch party is in January. You're, you're showing up. I'm going to get you access or whatever. And then what? You got you to gotta follow through. You There's no to. option. You have no other option. I just had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it. just man. had to do it. So on this topic of consistency, I think there's a big misconception around what consistency actually means because people believe that if they're not showing up every day for their goals, whether it's the gym, whether it's building a business, whether it's just being the best version of them, you don't have to be consistent every day to be consistent. I'll give you the perfect example. I've had clients where you start out in the gym. I do not recommend anyone to start to the gym every single day. You're going to be too sore. You're going to be tired and then you're going to fall off. Let's go three days a week. If you hit three days a week on the gym every week with rest days, that's consistent. You hit that every single time. So you do not need to be consistent every day with what you're doing. As long as your schedule and what you plan to do, you are hitting that. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point, right? Like it's an every week thing. Every week I have to go to the gym three times. So at the end of every week, you're checking off those three boxes. Did I do it or did I not, right? Sometimes you have to do something every single day. Sometimes it doesn't have to be every single day. For you to become fit, you don't have to work out seven days a week. You really just don't need to, right? If somebody's telling you to do that, you're listening to the wrong person. <laughs> but you got to just be there consistently. If that's four times a week, that's four times a week. You show four times a week. Simple as that. And this example goes for many other things where it could be working on a business. If it's working on a side hustle, can you actually feasibly work on the side hustle seven days a week? If you have kids, you got family, you got this, you got that. It's hard to do that, right? So maybe you say, okay, four evenings every week, I'm going to work on my side hustle for three hours, like a three-hour period. That's much more manageable, much more easier, and you can actually attack that. If you told yourself you're going to do it every single day, it becomes hard. Mm, and you can't stay consistent with it. Yeah. So I've said my piece about consistency, and I have a note here that you mentioned as part of our earlier conversation. You said you must accept it, don't fight it. 
What do you mean by that? Yeah, so when I talk about accepting it, I mean, oftentimes, when we're trying to get that consistency, we're aiming, okay, three days a week, I gotta be there three days a week, you missed that day that you were supposed to be there. There's all this resistance, all this pressure, the negativity, the, the bad, the self-talk, all that comes in and you're like, shit, like, I, I'm not there, I'm not enough, I didn't do it, right? And oftentimes, we fight it. We keep trying to, like, force, force, force with all the negativity and everything, and it's, it goes back to what we talked about. Take a step back, clear up, all right, I didn't do it today, it's okay to miss one day, but that's all you'll ever miss. Shit happens. Life happens. Things go wrong. You miss one day, all right, tomorrow I'm back in the gym. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Every single day, you're going to wake up, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do that. You might not do it every single day, but you made the intention to. You got up and you tried to. Eventually, that's going to become pure consistency, but the root of this, of consistency, is pure discipline. Because you have to do things no matter how you feel, right? Like, I felt tired this morning. I'm like, man, I got a podcast with Matt. It's not like I didn't show up. I didn't message you, yo, let's cancel it, let's push it. Hell no, I got to show up. Mm -hmm. I made a commitment. Again, pressure comes in. I told you, you know, you're scheduled everything. You have the setup done. I got to show up, right? But aside from that, I feel like, shit, I can't cancel. I can't just avoid things because I don't feel like doing it. I wake up every single day and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And in the same way, everybody should be doing that. And that's where consistency comes from, discipline. You had to have that discipline to lead you to consistency. You're not always going to feel like you're up for it, but you got to show up. That's facts, man. That's straight up facts. And I like what you said. Um, but one thing that I will touch on there, when you said you miss one day and that's all you get, life gets busy. Yo, it gets so busy for everyone. And you know me the last little bit, I've been planning an event for work. Like it's been mayhem. It's been hectic. But every day I still worked on the business, whether I was able to do something small or something big whether that's scheduling a podcast, whether it's you know making a course, whether, whether it's just creating a little piece of content for social. I didn't let whatever was facing or I was facing in my life just totally knock me over. I made a commitment to just do something every day for the business, whether it moves the needle, whether it just helps me stay consistent. And like you said, over time, and it goes back to our earlier point about desensitization, it's the same way. If you're slowly taking small little steps every single day, what do you think is going to happen over 30, 50, 90 days? You're going to build up the discipline to continue doing it regardless of what comes your way. You know what I'm saying? 100%, dude. I resonate with that. Amazing. Amazing. So now, how are you getting back on track, yo? I'm actually curious to know because I know you said you were like out of it since we've been back from Cali. I've been the same way. Time yeah. change, blah, blah, blah. What have you been doing? Yeah, there's so many changes, right? Like you come back, you're like, okay, all this work is piled up. I got all these things to do. I got these personal tasks to do. I got to get back in the gym. My circadian rhythm, my sleep cycle is completely destroyed, <laughs> right? And you're trying to get back into it and you're trying to get back into it running, right? You're running into the week. It's midweek. How am I going to do this? I think the number one thing goes back to what I said and it's about simplifying and focusing on groups of tasks, you have to identify, you know, okay, what are the different things you're working on? Okay, I have all these personal tasks. I have all these business tasks. Within my business tasks, I have X, Y, Z, right? Then I got, you know, my gym. I got my sleep cycle, whatever. Sometimes some of those things are not really taskable. Like, they're not like, oh, I got to sleep at this time. It's not really a task. I just got to be there at that time. I got to maintain my schedule for that. So it's about breaking these down into different days or different times or different periods of work. For me, I had so much going on. I just dedicated an entire day multiple things and I was like I'm not gonna go to sleep until I finish it mm. it's as simple as that that's just my own commitment to it and I rip through the task list and sometimes it's 1 a.m. and sometimes it's 2 a.m. sometimes it's just midnight and I'm done but the point is as I told myself I'm gonna do it and I followed through right the more times you follow through with it the better you feel and one of the biggest things is action kills anxiety coming right back 
We felt anxious. We felt tired. We felt cluttered. Our minds were clouded. We were struggling to get back into rhythm because we had zero momentum. But what you need to do when you have zero momentum and feel like shit is take action. Whether that's pulling out a piece of paper, like you said, and writing down what you got to do or doing what I did. And I take a whiteboard and I break down all my tasks into groups and put them on my calendar, whatever it is, just that planning alone will remove that anxiety. And then as you start taking more and more action, the anxiety will decrease because you're going to get into rhythm. This is what's going to start to build the consistency. This builds your momentum back. So the first day is the hardest. The second day is easier. Third day is even easier. Desensitizing, like you said, right? And now we're just flowing. You just summed up the entire podcast episode <laughs> in one answer, bro. That was perfect, man. There you go. Where can listeners connect with you? And yo, even fill them in on what you're doing next. You're up to some cool stuff. So uh, I want to give you the floor for our, for our listeners. Heck yeah. So my name is Muhib. I'm a two-time founder. I work uh, with a tech marketing agency. We help B2B SaaS startups increase their revenue and reduce their churn. But through working with that and working with multiple different SaaS startups, I realized, God damn, in marketing, we have a problem with content. Every time, you know, we're making content, it needs to be approved. It needs to go through something. And it's tedious and it takes a lot of time. So I said, there needs to be a solution. And I couldn't find one. So what I did was create one. I'm working on a project called Swift Approve, and it's going to be launching very, very soon. If you want to touch base with me, connect with me on Twitter uh, at underscore Muhib M. Same with Instagram. And if you find me on LinkedIn, it's Muhib Mansuri. See you there. Muhib, man, thank you for coming on for another episode of the TRE. I appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you, man.